This podcast has frank and explicit content about BDSM and or sex, but not limited to, and is intended for mature audiences only. If you are under the age of 18, please turn this podcast off now. This podcast is intended as entertainment use only. Any views or opinions expressed during this podcast are of the author only and or guests. No views or content of this podcast are as intended as factual, but only opinion. Do not attempt any action without proper training and or guidance. This is not to be used as a manual on how to perform any act. They do not reflect any affiliate or sponsors of this podcast. Do not try anything you hear on this podcast. We are not responsible for anything you may do or intend to do. All content belongs to the author and or guests of the podcast. It is not to be intended to be broadcast in part or whole without written consent from the author and or guests of the podcast by any individuals and or corporations. Please listen responsibly and enjoy. Episode 4 of Skull Talk. This is Mr. Skull. Today we'll be talking about abuse versus consent. We're going to give four definitions or issues that are happening. First, we're going to talk about abuse, consent, power exchange, and safe words. Let's start with some definitions, okay? Now these are just taken from the net. They're very general. We've all heard them. Just in case, we're going to go over them anyway. Abuse. Cruel and violent treatment of a person. Consent. Permission for something to happen or an agreement to do something. Power exchange. A power exchange relationship is a relationship dynamic when a partner decides to either give up partial or complete Control of authority. This is done in role play, i.e. kink, or in BDSM. They're the two basic types. With some care, people can form power changes that are both meaningful, safe, and long-lasting. And the last definition is safe word. A word serving as a rearranged word to signal the end of an activity. Let's start with abuse. We've all heard about abuse. We've heard the horror stories of what's happened, both for doms, for subs, for outside of kink, inside of BDSM. It's not the purpose of this podcast to go over every single one of them, to delve into why abuse happens, how it can be prevented, methods to cope. Everyone's different. For for this podcast, what we're going to talk about is that there is mental abuse, there is physical abuse, and when we enter a dynamic either in kink, where there is no power exchange, or in BDSM, where there is the power exchange, there is potential for abuse. What we need to do is understand that when we are giving our power to another, we aren't giving just a partial bit of ourselves. We need to understand that when we tell someone that you have control of me for X amount of time, or for this activity, we are saying to them, here is my being. I trust you with it. If you do not trust someone with your being, do not play with them. This is harsh because people want to experience. They want to do everything, see everything, live up to to be everything. But we have to understand that BDSM activities are inherently risky. Circulation can be cut off. A wrong kind of swat can actually damage a nerve. 
you get into the darker kinks, you can actually lose your life. So if you don't trust your partner, why would you trust them to do any of these activities with you? When we're talking about abuse, it could be mental, it could be physical, verbal. The problem is that with when you are dealing with a power exchange, you have talked with your partner, ideally. You've gone over what your limitations are. You've gone over how you feel. You've gone over your feelings towards each other and hopefully developed a relationship, a bond. With kink, this is not always the case. Unfortunately, we see all the time where people have gotten into uh, scenes with people and been hurt because someone didn't respect their limits or they introduced a new activity that was not prearranged and it caused an issue, it caused a trigger or it caused a mental break. These are all forms of abuse and whether the top is responsible or the bottom is responsible, it does not matter. It's still abuse. It still happened. The best thing we can do to prevent abuse is by negotiations, is by talking to our partners. It isn't about a five-minute conversation you have before you get tied up or whipped. It's about knowing someone that you're going to give yourself to. Now, abuse does happen in established relationships as well. I'm not saying it does not. And unfortunately, Things can go wrong in the moment. Sometimes people just do stupid things. There's no other explanation to it. And abuse can happen. What someone needs to do when you feel like you've been abused is to stop the activity, stop the scene, and talk about it. If your partner is not willing to talk about it, do not play forward with them. Get yourself help. There are a lot of people, mental professionals out there, out there that deal with kink and they will help you with these issues. Do not just suffer through it and thinking you'll get over it. That's easy for me to say, I realize, because I have never been abused and I would never tell someone who hasn't been abused what to do, what is best for them, because everyone is different. But that is my advice. Now you have consent. You have met a partner. You want to form a bond with them. And you can give consent for a scene. Or you can give open consent to someone. Again, you do this through negotiations. You do this through talking. You do this because you're forming a bond. You're giving yourself to the other person. This will be a continuous thing, I say, because it is not, I do not take BDSM lightly. I do not take my lifestyle lightly. When I submit to my dominance, I'm submitting to them fully. I'm doing it because I trust them to my soul that I know I will be safe. I can't say that everyone should do this, but ideally, this is the best way I have found to be safe. Like I said, there have been instances where you do negotiations, you talk, you have a committed bond, and there is still abuse. Hopefully, by stopping and explaining 
and understanding what has taken place, things can move forward where the abuse is taken care of, it is corrected, and it is never done again. I think when with new people, when they come into the lifestyle, there's a potential to be abused because they don't understand they are giving consent to do a power exchange with someone. They don't understand the gravity of their actions. Please understand, if you take nothing else, that you matter, that your submission matters, that your dominance matters, because it is both sides. I have seen abuse on both sides. A dom can get hurt as badly as a sub can. So please, you are your best advocate. No one will love you more than you do. And no one will live with you except you. Now you're dealing with safe words. You have a safe word with someone to stop an activity if something is going awry. If you are having a medical issue, if you are having a mental issue, you are saying to them, please, I need a moment. I need to stop here. Either this can stop the scene permanently or it can stop it for a moment. Ideally, whenever someone uses a safe word, and yes, it could be a dominant, it could be a submissive, both have the ability. If you're using a safe word, ideally what happens is that you stop, you evaluate the situation, you talk, you find out what the issue is. If it can be corrected, you correct it. You check in, make sure that you are still uh, comfortable with continuing the activities and going forward, or you stop. Now this can happen right away. Ideally, it should happen right away, but sometimes you are shaken. You're not sure what's going on. Sometimes you talk about it, and then when you get home after a couple of hours, you reevaluate. And that's why it is so very important that you check up with your partner to see how they're feeling, to see how you're feeling, to talk about it. The best way to get through an event, to get through abuse if it has been done and you are wanting to get through it with your partner, is to communicate about it. These definitions, these concepts have been talked about over and over in our lifestyle. This is just my opinion, my take on it. As a sadist, I enjoy inflicting pain. I call myself a sane sadist because I can only inflict pain if my partner enjoys receiving the pain. This is not true for all sadists. I cannot speak for everyone. And with a sadist, there is a higher instance of abuse. Not because we are inherently evil or there is something wrong with what we do, but because there is so much misinformation about us, about what we do, what our proclivities are. If someone does not respect you to talk to you, first and foremost, to go over what your limitations are, to explain what they enjoy, a sadist will always, you know what they enjoy. They enjoy pain. Now it can be mental, it can be physical, it can be verbal. Some have the trifecta where they enjoy all of it. 
but hopefully you play with someone, a sadist who cares about their masochist. Ideally, a sadist should only play with a masochist because ideally both should receive enjoyment out of the activities that are being performed. I hope that you've learned from this podcast. If you have any questions, you can find me on FetLife. My name is Mr. Skull. Please send me a message. If you have any information or you have any comments, please send me a message. I am more than open to other discussions, to other viewpoints. Thank you for listening to Skull Talk. This has been episode four, Abuse and Consent.